Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenn Roy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast where three hair whipping, heel strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into the smug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. (laughs) 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 Y'all are wild. Okay, so no one decided. We were starting. (laughs) We said you, sis. I don't know. You know what? It's fine. Me mandate you, what I mean? How y'all doing? How's the last week been? What have we been up to? You know, the usual. And I need a progress report on Prosperity Day. You know, I gave on last week. And you know, I'm going to do the Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, week's been good. Still feeling, for the most part, good about school. I don't know if I've mentioned, but I'm a, I've been volunteering with this researcher who does work in the area of um, HIV AIDS in Black communities. And we had a really rich, robust, frustrating and challenging and wonderful uh, two-day workshop last week. Um, the team brought in like stakeholders from different community organizations in Toronto to talk about uh, the extent to which Black men who have sex with men have access to PrEP and some of the barriers and all of that stuff. So it was actually really fun, really good stuff, um, very challenging conversations, which all that's good. In terms of Prosperity Day, uh, he's doing well. Things are going well. It's good. Um, I don't know. I've, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the the ball to drop for that. No, they got fucking say that. No, they got fucking Hey, I get it, see? Don't you dare. This is what you always own about the man. This is what you always <laughs> Look at blessings. I'm going to get up and question it. And then create. That's the problem now. The end of the day. Things go. Leave it that blood clot, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say that one of the things I am working on with my therapist, because I also talked to her about this, was like telling myself that I am allowed to have good and easy things in my life. and so You I deserve know. good and easy things. Yeah, but no, he is, he is, it's very strange also because uh, around September, October, I was talking to her about all of the things that I've been lacking in terms of trying to date and what I've been looking for. And she was like, you literally found all of these things two months later. So weird. But like very specific like character traits. Mm-hmm. Um, he has those, so um, I'm feeling quite blessed. But that's enough about that. How are you, Glenroy? But just say you know the usual, nothing special right now. Oh, I, I guess I can't. No, I'm not gonna talk about that yet until we get the official something. But yeah, things good would work. Yeah, gonna start by constitutional law this semester. Um, so we met yesterday actually to talk about um what we're going to do differently, how we're going to set it up. So I'm um, excited about that. I feel like something nice that happened to me this week, but I can't remember right now. We might bring it up if we remember. Nothing nice happened to me this week, particularly. Oh, no, my God, she, my God the high commissioner for call it because she needs her for ticket. Yeah, I'm going to look at his hands. I'm spinning around to the time. That did not. Mm, I love mm. the strap. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's the usual. Like I said, at this time of the year, it's getting everything together. Right. So, yeah. Kareem. Not, not bad. Um, school start back. So apart from that, you know, professors in um professor mode is in full effect again. And already I'm getting questions because it's an online class. People are freaking out. People are questioning my assignments and um because I asked them to volunteer and make reflections on it. They were like, oh, that's for an in-person class. No, it isn't. Just find an organization close to where you live, give them two hours and give me a reflection. But anyways. Besides from that, um, you know, sometimes you, 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 you want one of those moments that kind of like confirm that, yes, you're doing something right, or yes, this is where you belong. Um, well, for people who don't struggle with imposter syndrome, probably they don't have that. But I, I struggle a lot of that with, struggle with that a lot in academia. But just recently, um, one of the research and, researchers and scholars that I look up to um, sent me an email, like out of the blue, she got invited to write a book chapter. And she wanted me to co-author it with her. And I was like, little on me. Yes, of course. It's supposed to be about social justice in public administration. So I'm, I'm particularly excited about that and to get that work going. And she also agreed to be on my dissertation committee. So hey. look, look at me. 
Right. So yeah, I'm God. excited about yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Public transport. Yeah. So I'm particularly excited about that. Um, and I'm still riding the way the high from um being able to interview Diana King last week for um for our, our, our previous episode. So and kind of seeing the reaction to it. People are like, oh shit, fish they really get that? Yes, fish they really get that. No, but also there was I saw this comment this morning on our IG page and somebody was saying I think it was a trans man that was talking about um some of the similarities they experienced in Jamaica. Um so that was kind of touching to read that. Um, they were able to find solace in the storytelling that happened yesterday. No, I'm sorry, oh, not nice. yesterday, last week. Oh, yeah, I yeah. did see that. Yeah, that was really nice. Hopefully that was a good and nice thing. Yeah. And we've passed over 3,000 listens. So big up what blood. Listener, <laughs> listener. Big up on the selfish gets big up on herself. Because we're not yeah. tuning every, every week. Big up on a nice, clean, good body self. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Going with the ad libs. Mm. <laughs> so, where do this week? So, this week we're talking about uh, queer entrepreneurship, and we're talking about a specific um, business venture that is happening in Jamaica now, um, which seeks to advertise the safe spaces that we have here to queer tourists, whether or not they're parts of the diaspora or interested in being a part of Jamaica. Uh, and there's been a lot of dialogue in recent years about can um, like tourists, uh, um, gay travel companies and those kinds of entities, can they promote spaces that are criminalizing, that are renowned or are infamous for homophobia? And so to, to know that we have this kind of locally driven um, kind of um, entity already existing and, and, and providing that kind of service was something I was definitely interested in. On the, on, I know you guys were interested in looking into as well. So we have Mike, the tour guide from Dude JA Vacation Club here with us to talk to us about that. So welcome, Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. glad you come out. today. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk about Dude J.A. Um, dude, dude basically means um, don't understand, don't enter. And I thought about a way that I could create a narrative that could allow me to publicly and openly, you know, be myself and promote Jamaica and then kind of still have some kind of safeguarded way or mechanism to kind of say, hey, we understand that this is not what, you know, you believe in, what you like, but this is me, this is what I represent, and I also happen to be Jamaica. So that's kind of like the, the main idea or the, 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 the brain behind the whole club or, or the whole uh, concept of the club. Oh, I did not okay. know that. Um, I did not know dude had a, um, dude meant something. Because I was just yeah, like, oh, dude, oh, gay, okay, all right, you're LGBTQ queer, okay, dude, get it, all right. No. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit more of your journey to kind of create club. Like, okay, well, professionally, professionally, I'm a certified tour guide. So, I run and operate uh, a entity that's not geared towards the LGBT community. So that's like my main um, focus. But I thought about you know while doing business in Jamaica and being a tour guide in Jamaica partnering with different people and, and different businesses, I said to myself, you know, um, there are many untapped markets and I kind of like to stand out and, you know, start my own trend. So I said to myself, hey, let's do the research while I'm on tour with, you know, all these different people that I'm meeting because I meet so many people every day, whether online or, you know, when I go to hotels or when I go on tour. And I, and I, I started seeing couples. I started seeing, you know, gay couples, Asian couples. And, you know, it was kind of easy to, to kind of, pick them out, but they were within the, you know, the touristy type of areas. And I said to myself, it would just be amazing if, you know, the average Jamaican could see that everybody just kind of comes here. Everybody visits Jamaica. They, you know, they come through the West, they travel through, you know, the North and then they leave in the East, but they don't get to see the culture and they can't experience the culture because of the 
narrative that's you know created in the world that Jamaica is just this horrible place. Mm. When, you know, the, the very opposite is happening right in front of our eyes, but we're just allowing these narratives to kind of control the way that we think and the way that we, you know, um, or feelings rather towards, you know, just tourism and LGBT travel and just, you know, just the whole LGBT community on a whole. So I sat down and I, I took a year and I said, you know, I, I need to put myself in a position to be like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to be willing to take whatever backlash, you know, is going to come from it. But right. I've always lived my life kind of open and kind of like, you know, strong-willed and, you know, luckily, I, you know, I, I grew up with, with a lot of love and a lot of support. So, you know, there's a, there's a flip side to, to life sometimes. Um, I am Jamaican. I live in Jamaica. And I'm just like, hey, I'm going to go nowhere. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's literally my, my energy and my vibe. Um, I love my country. I mean, even the homophobic people. I mean, love is love. Mm-hmm. I love energy. I love who we are. I love what we represent. And it's, it sucks that, you know, my own people can hate me. But guess what? Just, that's just how it's going to be at the end of the day. I just know what my purpose is. And, you know, that fills me each day to get up. You know, I go on tour. I'm meeting all these new people. And I'm teaching them so many things about Jamaica, so many things about the city and how my people click and, you know, why things are the way they are because the narratives are so strong. Um, and I find myself almost changing that every day or every time I get, I get a booking because I get to teach them what really happens why it is that we treat each other the way we do, why, you know, those stories are just so, so crazy because, you know, the, the crime in our country and the, the, the stigma, it sometimes, you know, it, it's circumstantial. Right. And it has a lot to do with, you know, your, your, your social class as well. So I, I find myself having to educate a lot of people where that's concerned. So, yeah, I'm so sorry to be rambling. No, not at <laughs> no, no, all. that's good. It's- there's actually a lot of important things there. So I, I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but you were saying earlier about uh, you were mindful that there might be some kind of backlash, but now that you've been running DJA for a while, like has that been the case at all? Or that turns out that people have been generally pretty percept- um, uh, receptive? Um, I, I've, I've given this a lot of thought and um, my, my, the science I think behind it is just how I've chosen to go about things. Um, I realize once you have a certain kind of structure, um, you can easily weed out what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can explain that a little bit better. So, for example, I was battling with how is it I'm going to find Jamaican gay content? I mean, clearly I'm going to have to go creative, but what does it look like? You know, I had a conversation with a real close friend a few nights ago and I said to her that Jamaicans don't have a look. We don't, I don't think you can go anywhere and be like, oh, there, that's a Jamaican. But we, what we have is a style. We have a flow. We have an affection, you know? And, and I think that's what makes us so, so, so special that, you know, a person with, with, you know, a wide range of colors and, you know, looks can have the same vibe, the same feel, and the same warmth and the same love everywhere that they go in the world. And I think that definitely is um, something that makes us special. So I said to myself, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I think I lost my, I lost my point. What, what was the last question? Oh, I was just asking about, like, did your initial concerns about the backlash translate into reality or if that turns out not to be the case at all? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it, it turns out not to, to have been the case at all because I, I said all that to say I um, created a platform that only focused on one thing mm-hmm. rather, rather than a, a host of other things that would have you know, 50 Twitter trolls coming at me. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I studied uh, content creation and, and kind of how, it, how it, it was geared towards travelers and geared towards young people. And I said to myself that if I kept on a certain type of flow, that it, I kept it clean, kept it positive, that it would just kind of, you know, speak for itself. And I think that so far it has. Um, I haven't had any kind of negative backlash at all, even from the, the people that we would, would expect it would come from, especially online. And I'm very, very grateful, very, very, you know, appreciative of that too. So no, no backlash so far. Yeah. That's oh good my to hear. God. That's comforting. Yeah. And so um, to kind of talk about um, something similar but different, has the narrative of Jamaica been your biggest hurdle? 
um, in kind of attracting people to the services that you're offering. Um, and then I'll, in answering that question, you can talk a little bit more about um, the kind of services that you're offering. What are you providing in terms of um, the kind of queer tourist experience? Yeah. So, so yes and no. So the, the issue I find is that Jamaica is very, very famous in the world. I'm sorry. Like all those things that we say about ourselves are so true. And I find that a lot of people are interested. They love the culture. They love the vibe. They love the affection. But then the narrative when it comes to the LGBT community, it's not that they don't want to come. It's like everybody says, hey, I want to go. But it's like, when I go, what's going to happen? You know, well, what am I going to do there? Because, for example, you go to Palm Beach or you go to any other game mecca in the world. You go to Cancun or so on. And there, you know, there are LGBT events. There's, there are hotels. There are, you know, communities for things for them to do. In Jamaica, there, there really isn't much, you know, geared towards LGBT. You're kind of stuck and forced to kind of mix with everybody else. But then even that in itself is still a vibe if you're open to that as well. You know, it depends on the kind of person and what your LGBT journey has been like. You know, so I find that there's a battle sometimes with trying to convince people. But um, once I do get them into my space and kind of show them what, you know, Jamaica really is about, it really, I, you know, I've seen from the last year and a half, um, has changed a lot of minds. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, you know, hits on, online that say, hey, I didn't even know that this was a thing, you know? And I'm also hoping that, you know, building that will help other people in, in the community to kind of create their own experiences to kind of bring more tourists and more people our way so that, you know, we can stay here and we can do more business and develop as a community and develop tourism in a, in a, in a way more diverse way than it, 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 you know, it needs to be. So this is oh sorry go go ahead Glenroy. Oh no, I just wanted to hear some of what what is offered through DoJA. Um, and you can go ahead, Cornell. Oh, okay, sure. So so for right now, I mainly focused on um, touring experiences and accommodation. So accommodation is is a big thing as well because you find as an LGBT couple or even just like a single man or just like a traveler, you want to stay somewhere where you can be free to mingle, you can have a date, or just you know just to feel safe. Because it's not all the time online that you, you, you get a clear idea as to where you're going to stay, what the staffing will be like, are the people going to be sensitized to LGBT people. So I try to push a lot of that content to, you know, um, help people to um, place them into the right places. So I have a lot of Airbnbs and, you know, boutique hotels in my network that I, I, I use to um, place LGBT travelers when, when they're here so that they're in, in comfortable and safe spaces mm -hmm. right so it's it's touring and accommodation for now um, um i'm slowly going into events and i do have a a, a major um party series coming up in the summer called spectrum but that that's you know that's for a later date but that's coming up soon so i'm slowly getting into events but for right now i'm focusing on just the vacation management of things because i find that there's such a need um, in, 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 that, in that aspect because I've heard so many terrible stories and I'm meeting a lot of people that, you know, they're going to these all-inclusive hotels that are not um, Jamaican hotels, you know what I mean? And, and they're getting ill-treated by staff and they sometimes leave with the impression that this is the Jamaican experience. So the more that I infiltrate and, and grow, I'm able to kind of change that, as I said, change the narrative in, in some small way. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really interesting. So you're saying that you're mobilizing your network in a way that uh, creates space for uh, queer people visiting or who just want to take of, I guess, tourist or hospitality-based experiences in terms yeah. of the accommodation and the, I guess, the, you know, going to a particular um, sightseeing sure. type things. Uh, sure. I am wondering, oh, wow, I totally lost the, the question. Oh. Wait, no, the question <laughs> escapes me again. Okay, while I try to remember what that question was, I did want to make a point, though, uh, about... So you were saying earlier about loving Jamaica and, uh, you know, reaching out to certain people on online. Yeah. One of the... And I mean, Karim might have similar or different thoughts about this, but one of the things that I hear in my own circles is that there are a number of queer people, queer Jamaicans, who want to go back home, who want to visit, who want to take advantage of, you know, all of the island has to offer, um, but they're terrified because they're like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, be harassed or um, feel uncomfortable in these spaces. And so I just mm. wanted 
to like take note of the fact that you you are tapping into a very um, important market here by like carving out uh, a lane, if you will, um, that allows people to take advantage of um, Jamaica and the, the kind of natural resources that it has. Because one of the, the things I remember talking to people about um, when I lived there was, you know, you know, Jamaicans typically don't take advantage of what the island has to offer. It's mostly targeted to um, tourists. And I would assume because a lot of you know, LGBT Jamaicans are afraid of taking up public space in a certain kind of way, they might feel some kind of way about, you know, doing kind of sightseeing stuff. And so I just wanted to kind of like highlight how important this is or like what this likely means to a lot of uh, LGBT Jamaicans who are living in the diaspora in particular. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm actually currently working on trying to find ways to, to, to reach them, you know, um, but, I was just sorry. Continue. Yeah, that's all right. I've, I've been trying to find um, you know better ways to reach them because I do have that in the pipeline as well. Um, I find I was well that because of the narrative and because of, because of the ill feelings, a lot of them are just kind of not willing to kind of take that first step. Uh, and I and I I definitely understand why, and I definitely I definitely um, sympathize. But I think it's gonna take a little bit more work just a little bit more on their end, you know what I mean, to kind of help change. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I realized we have no industry here and it's because we have all left. Right. Most of, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming, especially like you guys, I'm not blaming you guys at all, but if you look at the science of it, if you look at the economics, if we have all left and you've left all the ones behind who probably can't help themselves or have the wherewithal or the education that you have now gotten, it kind of just kind of makes everything just, you know, so um to kind of oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. To okay. kind of follow up um with what Cornell was saying and with what you're saying, Mike, I have um so I'm definitely one of those people who I grew up in Jamaica. I'm kind of jaded by my experience yeah. and um, you know, my it wasn't the most pleasant one growing up there. Yeah. So of course coming to America was like exciting for me. Um, yeah. and so but now I'm at a place where I am out enough and I feel like I have enough social support where I can be out and afford to, to, you know, to be out where coming yeah. to Jamaica, it's still somewhat, I, I don't want to say terrifying, but for lack of a better word, it is kind of terrifying for me. Um, and I'm a bit hesitant, but I'm also trying to like challenge my own, um, especially like from interacting with Glenroy through the podcast and so on and hearing his yeah. take on what's going on um, and yeah. then seeing the work that you're doing through do ja as well kind of yeah. challenging like my own notions of like of this perhaps an old jamaica that um i once knew and i'm not i haven't been back since 2012 and that's a long time right and a lot can change yeah. in that time so i guess that's my long way of kind of asking how can individuals like myself help yeah. um bolster the work that you're trying to do if you have an answer for that i mean it could be a whole well, range of things but yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, I, I deduce from, you know, all the things that I've researched and seen thus far that what we always needed was visibility and visibility, you know, in its, in its full spectrum, meaning from the street channel or the alpha tree right up to the people who are running in government, you know what I mean? Until we're willing to say, hey, this is me, we'll never really have a say or never really have people take us seriously, you know what I mean? But um, where your question is concerned in terms of, you know, reaching, um, I'm definitely um, I'm open and willing to go into partnerships. I realize that content creation is definitely powerful. Um, it's powerful, especially with like this podcast and with like what I do with my videos and, you know, um, having people submit their, their, their photos. It's creating that visibility. It's recreating the, the narrative and kind of regenerating that, that whole vibe, that right. Jamaican, you know, crazy place. I think what a lot of us, especially like you guys, needed to do was to, you know, leave and to kind of get that, you know, the, that, that, that free space, that, mm -hmm. you know, that, um, I guess, that out moment right. coming out of the club, you know, somewhere else to be able to look back at home and be like, hey. You know what I mean? This, this is, this is, this is my paradise that you know I, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. You know, because I believe that Jamaica is truly a paradise. It's just that where there are a lot of people who are oppressed and lost and don't have visibility. 
And I think once we, because I mean, we kind of always had it. I mean, I go back to, God rest his peace, um, his soul. I go back to Dexter. Dexter was living his true life. Mm-hmm. You know, out there doing, you know, the best that he could. And he, you know, represented in the best way that he could. He was working with corporate people, you know, people in corporate were supporting him. So it's not that we've, you know, we've been all that bad. It's just that visibility. It's just that, that strength and power in, you know, helping the Jamaican people to, to, to see us in, in a positive light, not as criminals, you know, people who, you know, who are sex offenders, you know what I mean? The more mm-hmm. we, this is where I ask myself, hey, I'm going to be a tour guide. Who's going to beat me or shoot me for promoting the country that I love? Nobody. I'm not going to do it. We, it wouldn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I focus on the positive. I focus on just, as like I said, helping to regenerate that visibility because it's so important. And I think I'm, I may be onto something. <laughs> okay i also remember the question i wanted to ask sorry yeah. like, so the the reason why i was t- trying to make a point about networks and such um and i think this would man- manifest differently for in terms of the, the piece about accommodation but i was wondering to what extent are um so for, for the tour part of things um to what extent are the the folks who are running or in charge of these experiences aware that they're going to be having like a group of like, you know, queer Jamaicans or like queer tourists coming in for that particular session. And like, cause I also think you, you were, you were mentioning something earlier about sensitization, sensitization of staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm also wondering how that plays into um, the kind of employees that are working at the different places that these guests are, are going to. Like, are people aware that, you know, a group of gay guys are going to be coming in or like whatever the case might be. Most times, most times not. So, so there's, there's a, a little bit of a trick to that. But what I've done is pretty much built a network of, um, you know, businesses, um, businesses and attractions and tour guides that understand me, understand mm-hmm. what I'm about, whether they are pro-LGBT or not. But the, you know, at the end of the day, tourism is business. Mm-hmm. Money, right. money is where money is very powerful, the pink dollar is very, very powerful. And I think that's something that we should have always focused on from the get-go. Great. I work with dirty money, so we can't go anywhere and do it <laughs> anybody else. You understand? So right. just in, in my personal life, I don't have a lot of issues being an open, per se, um, gay man in Jamaica because I demand respect everywhere I go. I am, I am decent to who I, I need to be. When I need to be, I, I pay my dues, I pay my bills, and I keep it moving, keep it pushing. You know, nobody can come say no to me after that because I've, you know, I've done my due diligence. So when I did my research with dude, I said, hey, I'm going to all these places. I'm meeting all these boatmen and these raftmen, and they're cool with me, and I'm giving them all these business. I don't think it should be much different if I'm bringing a gay couple or, you know, a carnival crew with everybody in the matter because, I mean, it's, they're paying customers. So right. I, you know, I've hand-selected who I work with. I've hand-selected the people. I've even had one-on-one conversations. There, there, there's this one guy who I work with, and I'm, I'm probably say because we work so well together. He's a, a maroon tour guide in Port Antonio, and we do um, tours at Nanny Falls. And, you know, I went and, and did a tour by myself and said to him, hey, this is the line of business I'm in. This is what I can do for you, and this is the kind of business I can bring to you what can you provide for me? You know what I mean? And he's, he's done a couple of tours for me. He's, he's been mindful, you know what I mean? And it, it's just been a great relationship and it's, it's continuing to grow. And I'm trying to build the same with the different hotels and the different Airbnbs to kind of be like, hey, this is where the money is at. And not only for it just to be a money thing, but as I said, it goes back to helping to recreate the, the, the narrative because a lot of people, you know, are afraid of the LGBT community, and I understand why. There are a lot of, you know, people with, you know, bad characters that, you know, give us a bad name, give us a bad rap, and it's, 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 it definitely hurts the, the, the business process. So I, I, I like to think that I am like a middleman between, you know, certain businesses and the LGBT community, and I think, you know, that is really, really good, especially when it comes to the tour. So for example, if I go to, say, the Blue Lagoon, I know exactly which bookman to go to. 
you know, I call him from before. I know he knows how many people are coming. Everything is set up. So we're not going into a situation where we're scrambling or trying to figure out what to do when there's anybody staring at us. We're, we're securely and um, confidently moving into different tours and different communities and different areas, people who are expecting us. And everything kind of runs smoothly and seamlessly and safely. Yeah, and I would like to add as well, I use yeah. a Batman. I yes, use a yeah. man. I, 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 I go palm tree, I go out to town, I go <laughs> beach bay, and I rent a vineyard. I use a So, I mean, to, to that point, or to add to strengthen that point, we've locally been occupying a lot of different spaces and, yeah. and showing the players in the tourist industry what our contribution can be financially and how we can maintain. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. organization well j flag has had several trainings and other organizations have had several trainings and through those trainings they come to recognize that you can't work with it so like what there's one um hotel chain that we we ended up doing a lot of trainings at and i remember specifically there was one meeting where they put up nice little signs with rainbows on it to kind of indicate where our meeting room was. So yeah. through interaction and dialogue and partnership, as Mike is talking about, you get to see what is possible um, with yeah. Jamaicans in terms of being yeah. able to curate the kind of experiences that we want. So um, it's good that you have something that can showcase what has been possible for some of us um, who have a certain amount of resources. But also to point out that there, there, there is and was bloom as well before do JA so um give credit where credit is due. Bloom was sure. able to sure. also create I guess a nice to um through Olubude create a very specific kind of experience which is separate from what do JA does in, in terms of the bookings and the tours and showcasing a wider variety. I know Bloom was trying to expand in that as well. So it's been possible and it and it, and it has been happening. Um because I remember when we did the in a university, me and my friend would take up with self and where I go out to the weekend, where I go up in the weekend, where I go out on the weekend, yeah. And I'll be a man in another room. Right, so, so clearly, you find, that, you find that you're like, you're already living the culture, you're just not saying that you are. You know what I mean? And as me did say from the get go, we don't always need to say it, is why people tell us, eh? <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> If me I jump on skin out in a pool and I have a good blast and, and, and the people have not treat me differently, why me go say everything? Why? They understand. There are ways of knowing anything and communicating that we make a true choose and them there. That we don't really need to make it a thing in a kind of way. Well, yeah. I, I, I come off from that, soap back. I, I've also found that, the, you know, the, the space, we say Jamaica is small, but Jamaica is huge as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> The, uh, the, the best days to go on a gay tour is on Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday. Okay, any river, any beach, ain't nobody there. You can wear what you want, skinny dip, enjoy yourself, go with your boyfriend. There's nobody there. Nobody there. Note you. to self. Just do not go on a Saturday or a Sunday. No. <laughs> That's definitely something that we should talk but about. But I, another I episode. have definitely those survival tips and tricks. Awesome. Yeah, for real, for real. I believe in. Um, that idea of, of the safe space. And when I say safe space, it's no mystical underground garden in some private lawn somewhere that you have to pay no money. No, it is Blue Lagoon, Port Royal, Port Henderson, Boardwalk Beach, Monkey Island, Navy Island, all of them. Everywhere. I go everywhere. I've been everywhere, right? And it's just, it's just about how you, go, how you present yourself and when you go. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's get into that section. So let's say I am a gay Jamaican who might be visiting Jamaica in the next few months, <laughs> and I I reach out to you. Um, and let's say in terms of let's say you know we have a conversation. I'm like you know I want to do a couple of things involving the beach or water or you know something involving a river, but I'm also trying to turn up and maybe like one or two historical cultural type situations like what would be my options so i definitely encourage groups I, I get a lot of hits every day for a lot of single people that just want to come to jamaica and do you know all these things so i just want to make it clear because i i try my best to to, to explain this in, in content but it's so hard mm -hmm. jamaica is not cheap 
<laughs> Jamaica is not cheap. So group tours, group trips, I definitely encourage. Bring all your girlfriends, bring all your friends. If you want to have uh, the, the best time of your life, it definitely makes sense to do so with a group. But um, to answer your question, um, I, I basically get a feel as to who you are and what your budget is to kind of give you an idea as to what would be best for you in terms of accommodation. So I take you from just even when you land right up to, you know, when you're about to leave. And so if you're into, you know, river experiences or you want to see the beach or if you want to see culture, I'll, I'll say, hey, it's best that you come through Kingston so that you, you can go to some events, you can go to a few museums or, you know, you can go to a few, a few festivals depending on the, you know, the time that you're coming. And then if you want to kind of slow down, um, towards the end of your trip, then I'll say hey, go to Treasure Beach or 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 in the grill. So it really just depends on who you are and who I'm, I'm I'm in contact with at that time. But I do get a lot of people who are on their way, probably like in transit or who just landed and they're just like, hey, I just found you. What's the deal? So uh, as recent as like two weeks ago, I had a couple. They were girls though. They were. Um, really adventurous. One girl was from Trinidad and her girlfriend was from Georgia. It was her first time in Jamaica, but this is Trinidad Galashi, but you know what? The Trinidad one them said, they are true explorers. They will go anywhere and jump, rent a car and go and no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. I'm hiring a tour guide. <laughs> but they, you know, they rented a car. They came to Kingston, you know, all the way from Montego Bay. They met me. Um, you know, so I, I found them Airbnb that was in my network. So they got to overnight and we did a city tour. It took them to Dub Club, went to other sites, went to what we went to the waterfront and they were literally able to see like a lot of our historical sites and get a lot of information um, from me in the, you know, in that 24 hours before their flight out of Kingston. So I, I get a lot of experiences like those. So typically, yeah, I create the itineraries. I, you know, assist you to basically maneuver the streets type of thing and and if you're looking for like a whole vacation experience and I, I plan that as well so you know a lot of people book me to kind of manage the whole vacation experience so we'll do like parish hopping so depending on the group i'll pick them up from the airport and we'll probably spend like two nights in the grill we we'll move from there and we're going to the Rios, and then we we'll probably end in kingston and um, Treasure Beach, depending on their budget and you know how how they want to structure the whole vacation experience. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. I mean, right. I also want to flag for our listeners as well because um, I think the assumption might be that um, if you are going to Jamaica as a queer person, you might be limited to the major cities, which are Kingston and Montego Bay. But what you're seeing here is that you offer experiences all around. Uh, Jamaica, yeah. so you were talking about Portland, you were talking about um, New Grill, uh, Otrius as well. So people would, would probably get a pretty good sense of what the country has to offer as a whole. I mean, we even go as far as St. Thomas because there's so many untapped places. And I like to focus on that because, as I said, I'm thinking more long term. I, I like to look at things more long term. I, I also like to consider doing JA as a social enterprise that is nice. kind of fueling and feeding um you know different niches and kind of giving back as well so for example um i'm forgetting a lot of people saying hey how can i be a tour guide and i say hey go to tpd go go pay that fee you know and take that lesson and them classes and you go figure it out because i mean the, the the market is so fast and wide you can get up and do what you want create your own experiences and kind of um do things you want to do your own way and be your own boss as well and at the same time you're helping to you know feed other people i'm bringing business to drug guys i'm bringing business to raf man i'm bringing business to, to the coconut lady on on, on um, bamboo avenue you know what i mean so these people know me i pull up and i'm like hey girl can i get five coconuts i call her that bitch before because i'm trying to get to the pelican bar within the hour type of thing so it kind of helps my system to be you know well oiled and and and, and, and seamless Okay, my other thing, let's pretend, Carnell, I'm a man. Richie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Rich nigga, eight figure, that's my type. Carnell, great. <laughs> okay. Wanga, Ubinch, Wanga, look at the party we're going in a kitchen, because they come and more at him, 
see this place and spend a little money for me so we can keep the Western Union flows are going. Well, one nice little, little Airbnb in a city and some airport pick up and so, and then one look at Oh, I'm more too. Colonel, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of the individual costs for those things, what would be the cost to do JA to provide that, a kind of service, a kind of, you know, different types of attractions and sit some city stuff and some outer town stuff? couple beaches, some rafting and whatnot. What's the cost to, to use your service? Okay, so I, um, typically, I start at groups of one to three. I start at US $250 a day. So that's for like groups. But I, I usually negotiate based on, you know, what your budget is and how far you want to go because Jamaica sheep don't cheap and they're that cheap far. Mm-hmm, totally. Dark. Yeah. Dark. That's whole, you know, but um, typically a tour gives you um, 12 hours per day, um, and that includes the, the travel time. Um, and you typically can get like three or four locations done, um, depending oh. on how robust the group is. Because let me tell you something, it's a people. They love Jamaica, I know, but they love Jamaica like me. Because when I say tour, I say, hey guys, picking up at nine, and we're headed to the west. So we're getting there hopefully by 11. But I mean, we're gonna make stops along the way. You know, we're we're gonna stop and have coconuts. We're gonna get some, you know, some sightseeing done. So you know, that may take some time. But not everybody is, you know, as quick and fast or is interested in the heat and stuff like that. They want to be all comfortable. No, Jamaica, <laughs> serious. You gotta get up and go. You gotta get up and go. But um, it just depends on who you are. I get a lot of different type of people. Most people are, you know, enjoy you know, just uh, being up and about and learning different things from it because there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know about the different towns and they get very intimidated by the roads. I think what kind of uh, fuels the business a lot is the fact that, um, I guess because I know everywhere and I've been everywhere and I, I kind of know how to get there too. Um, that's a plus as well because driving in Jamaica is very, very hectic and you have to basically be on your P's and Q's and definitely know what you're about to safely take tourists to and from <laughs> their destination safely. You know what I mean? Um, I've met a lot of different people and I have so many different groups and I thank God for the health and strength and you know the blessing to you know be able to do this every day because it's a lot. It's a whole lot of work. It's a one-man show as well. I do all my marketing and um, customer service and the operations are all done by me and it's something that I said I, I wanted to do after moving out of working in corporate Jamaica. I was pretty much fed up of it. I wasn't able to kind of find myself um, being um, LGBT um, and you know expanding in the way that I wanted and being myself you know that, that was a challenge and when I you know when I really said that that took so I said to myself, hey, let us seriously figure this out before we get into our 30s and figure out what the game plan is going to be, <laughs> you know? And um, I spent a lot of downtime just kind of penciling things out and, and, you know, building the network. It took a very, 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 very long time to even get my first booking to say, hey, this is, you know, what it's at. But I'm very, very grateful and it's been an amazing journey. So, yeah. Wow. So just to clarify, so you, you said that in terms of the management and the operations and such, um, like you're, you're the one running out of that, but are you also the, like the only tour guide? And if so, I'm curious then as to what, um, and I mean, I guess this would vary depending on, you know, how people are traveling and what their itineraries look like, but I'm wondering what a week would look like then for you, or if there's ever um, any, conflict in terms of like you know we have two groups come, well i guess if it's maybe two groups could combine but if there are any kind of like um clashes potentially in if you you meet you have a client who wants to do something on this date but then someone else wants to do something on the same date like are, are there are you someone trying to figure out what about the support or the infrastructure looks like in terms of managing different clients potentially um it it comes easy for me because of my sales and marketing background and you find even in cases where I've, I've literally had to work three different three different groups once, but I you know I I, I mean, it means I also like, you know also that you know 
<laughs> you know, I, I make that money. However, comma, um, it can be very, very challenging, but, you know, I find that once you put your best foot forward and you have a plan, it, it will always work out. Because I remember last year I had a carnival group of eight, a couple of two, and a one single person. So, you know, at that point, it, it was hard to juggle, but I made it work because of how I, I, I kind of shared everything and, and how I presented myself. So I made sure that to say, hey, I was available between X time for this time, I kind of made it work. Um, maybe one day I will get as big and maybe need an assistant or something. But um, I'm I'm one. Maybe it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I know it will. I'm gonna make sure it happens. But I'm wanting that to be something that um, progresses naturally, type of thing. Because um, I think for right now, I'm really kind of just enjoying the scope of um, finessing all the different parts before even like inviting somebody else. Um, but yeah, the, 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 if the opportunity presents itself, I'm, I'm definitely uh, open to that. But um, yes, it can be a challenge. It can be crazy, but I make it work. I'm putting my request from now. If you want, I'll look at this worker. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I happen to be a very efficient person. I'm up at five. I'm just up. I'm, I don't have a regular nine to five like everybody else. I have a lot of flexi time to kind of do different things you know I'm, I'm actually involved in a lot of different events and stuff that i i you know i work for i do a lot of social media for other people as well so i'm damn busy me pull up the, the, the excel sheet go, <laughs> listen we can't do only practice just give me two weeks to learn <laughs> it's all work for me because i happen to i like the slow down life so it's weird, like, I have a country boy soul, but I'm a city boy, that, if that makes sense. You know, I really like to just be able to count my hour. You know, shit happened before me. When you're working in that, in that corporate zone, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. When you get up here in the office, you're doing this, you're doing reports, and you're not living a, a, any quality of life. You, you know what I mean? It's, I'm, not, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, you know you know, knocking corporate at all. It just has its amazing advantages. And, you know, it's done a lot for a lot of people. But for me, I'm just talking about me, you know, it's important for me to be able to live in the present. Very, very important for me to live in the present because life is short, you know what I mean? And, yeah. What kind of advice... Um do you have for other people looking to not necessarily get into the same business, but, you know, take that risk and start their own business, especially as um, a queer identified man, like what's, how important do you think that is for other people to tap into their creative side or whatever it is that um, they could see themselves doing? I always support um, anybody that wants to go into any entrepreneurship. Um, my first advice really that's concerned would be to just think outside the box and be smart and to make sure that whatever you're getting into is can can be viable or is already viable, but you're coming with your own kick and punch. You know what I mean? Right. Also, you know, visibility is important. You can't be a Batman on an island and say, all right, I'm going to go around the shop here now and go on the street and go and sell things and, and, and under the guy say, yeah, I try to help Batman. It, it, it kind of takes away from the whole purpose. You know, um, I, I even coming up tried that too when I realized that if you're gonna, I think now is a time, especially um, before, where we shouldn't half ask it anymore. We shouldn't half ask the, the, the topic because it makes us look like hypocrites. And we're right. trying to create change and we're trying to start trends and we're trying to have people look at us as, you know, as people, as, as men, as important, educated men. We are on business and stuff. You know, and the more we, you know, just kind of, as I said, put that step forward and come out and be like, hey, this is me, but, and, and this is what I can do for you, you know. I'm not no plain Jane, plain Jack or whatever the fuck, you know. I am a very, very serious person. I'm serious about business. I am serious about um, my goodwill when I say I'm going to do something, especially you know, when it comes to doing local business, I make sure I do it. If there's a bill, if there's something to pay, if there's something to do, 
I realized that your reputation is so important. It is so, so, so important. Having people trust you and, and, and believe that when you set out to do something, it's just not for, for show. It's not for, it's not for clickbait. It's not for likes. You know, it's not for you to get a date because trust me, I've been getting the messages and this is for all you people messaging me. No, it is not an OnlyFans. It is not a dating site. There's no date for you to get here. I'm, I'm, my platform is strictly focused on regenerating Jamaica and, you know, diversifying tourism and just kind of creating this whole uh, different scope that never really existed in a mainstream space. You know, I'm not trying to take over from anybody else. So anybody who's already doing their thing, they can, you know, keep doing it. Let's work together. You look good over here. I look good over here. It'll already bring more people and, you know, more support and just continue to kind of recreate that narrative. And as I said, my, 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 my aim and my mission and my theme is to just to regenerate, regenerate life into a place that we have just considered to be dead to us. Mm. You know? So, Mike, yeah. after when I got a message, I tell us, any little money white man, they might come and give me the link up. You tell me, some can't use it for that. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I get, uh, listen, if I ever my DMs, it's, 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 it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> I'm visiting St. Anne, visiting St. Mary, you know, <laughs> Monkey Island, let's go. No, what am I going to say? But want the man. No. <laughs> I mean, hey, we might meet some lovely men along the way. You know, <laughs> you know I, 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 I know people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, the, the focus really, as I said, is yeah. to create and um, start anew. So I'm working And that's honestly that. really dope. Um, yeah. I'm I really glad like- somebody has the courage to do that. Wait a second, man. Oh no, I was gonna echo your sentiments. Like I'm that that I remember when the page had just started and seeing it grow and seeing that somebody is doing something. Like if I want some I get tired sometimes thinking that oh I just the people who work at J Flag are be visible. But then right. I see stuff like this and I see yeah. so many more and more queer people um getting involved in business or education or, or you know, doing stuff in different spheres. It 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 is the most empowering and um, thrilling feeling to see us come out in our glory and claim different spaces outside of advocacy. It's such a beautiful thing. And as I always said, if everybody can up, the whole place, the, the, the ground would shake. If we stand up and claim a space, we could change so much. But that's not where everybody is right now. So people like you, Mike, doing this kind of work, is so critical and so important and hats off to you for you know having that entrepreneurial spirit and also that that confidence in self and belief in self and comfort in self to marry that with your core identity and create something as you say we as a community need we need experiences that are tailored to us and not only we know for do it right so big up here <laughs> thank you so much guys i appreciate it so much Question, um, and I want to I mean, backpedal a little, but not too much. Um, it's so it's about that diaspora connect, and I would love to hear if you've been able to, because um, yeah. I know you say you want to create a more diaspora, but being able to have people from the diaspora come and have the experience um, and what impact that might have had on them, because. I remember in Pride when my godmother was able to come back and, and, and celebrate Pride with me and for her. And I think that mm-hmm. healing, I would love to hear if you have a similar experience. What, what I have found, especially because um, my, my, my regular platform um, is called Kingston Experience Stories, where I kind of base the same concept um, via Kingston and it's kind of geared towards you know, showcasing Kingston as a tourist destination, which it pretty much is, is pretty dynamic um, based on the events and the access to rivers and beaches and the access to all the other um, locations as well. Um, so it's, 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 it's a social enterprise within its right as well. And what I find is that when I do meet the, um, <clears throat> sorry, the LGBT um, travelers, I direct them to that page and I, I end up, traveling or touring with them and their families via that platform. So it's almost like I'm, I'm getting to them just 
I'm realizing that they're not, are still not open to identifying openly. So, so I, you know, I have a lot of pictures and videos of, that I can't even repost because, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, they're not re really willing to have their identity, whether it's because of professional reasons or, you know, they're just not out there, out there as a, as a, as a, as a gay man or, or, or woman yet, you know. And I, you know, and I respect that, and I, and I, and I don't, you know, I, I, I definitely get that. So there's that in terms of being able to market it and to kind of show people that hey, people from diaspora are coming and they're doing all these tours. I, I wish I was able to show a lot of tours that I'm able to do to kind of feed into into that market as well. So that's kind of been hard, but I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one, um, with, with different groups online, and I get good feedback. Some people. Um, yeah, it takes a long time for people to kind of come around, especially they're probably, um, they're probably aiming to do other things at the time. So I think once I put it out in the universe, it'll all just come back at, at, at the right time, I think. Sounds good. Any friend them can book one tour in a couple of a, a month and start staff. That must sound bad. <laughs> but, but I'm definitely excited to kind of, especially for, for, um, you know, the people who have left for so long that have, you know, don't even understand what the structure of things are like anymore. It's really not like back in the day. It's really not. I realize as well that a lot of the fear is kind of within us. You know, I've never, I've never really, I, I didn't, I didn't unfortunately grow up with the fear because I was sheltered. So I literally was walking around feeling like I was the only gay person, like literally. And I think I kind of, I, I kind of grew from that, and I kind of filled my confidence from that because I was like, "Hey, okay, well, I'm over here, and them don't like me, but that's all. I want my head big. I'm a cute, and all these things. So yeah, and I kind of think that kind of helped me to kind of be the kind of person I am today, um, coming up um, in that way, so I can be like, listen, there was nothing for any of us to worry about, and then I look at. You know the other side of it. There are a lot of people who were probably, you know, not as sheltered or in other, you know, unsafe environments. So I can't really, I can't really speak for them. I know that their experience definitely um, is different. But I say that to say, now is the time for you to be out and about in your truth in Jamaica, out here without fear. Because ain't nobody troubling you. Ain't nobody troubling you. Mm. I know to add to that. Um... Uh, the reality is for the most vulnerable people in our community, the ones who come from communities and unsafe backgrounds, them are yeah. them life. The girl them dip on the road and live out them best life. Them are telling me, oh, them find look at the half a tree for either and keep. So it's interesting um, when we kind of try to pull those stories to talk about the unlivability of the nature, but it's those people who are oftentimes finding niche and important ways to live. And the truth is, at them girls, let me okay, I have what I have now. So the girls who fought tooth and nail for make soccer parties, but they are now in Jamaica. Them girls, they would stand up outside and argue with the promoter. They are why we have, they're why we have what we have now. So um, I will always recognize that not everybody's able to do what myself do or what persons like Michael and others are able to do. But the true tea is if stuff like that is not done, we remain stuck. So that whole be true to yourself bit is real as fuck. <laughs> Let me tell you. I do you have a bit of a question and you could take this, I guess. So one way I could ask a question would be when is, or do you find that there's a particular period in the year that you're particularly busy in which case what time of year is, would be considered slow season for you. But the other way to phrase a question might be, do you find that there is a, uh, a more popular period in the year based on some of the events um, that are going on that you find yourself getting a lot of requests? Because I think you mentioned a few minutes ago that there was a, a group there for Carnival or something. Yeah. You know, I, based on my research, research, I find that Jamaica is literally a travel hub. And, oh my God, Montego Bay is like, any day of the week, it's a party. Any day of the week, it's a party. I've sat on Dead End Beach and watched... Uh, planes land every 24 minutes. I was like, wow. Sometimes wow. even sometimes even every 15 minutes, like on the weekends, or, or even like uh, during the winter tourist season, like now. So Jamaica be booming. 
but <laughs> just that you know the small man is not seeing that kind of money everybody's booking and going to the all-inclusive resorts and stuff like that so you're finding that if I'm, if if more people like me were able to kind of infiltrate and kind of pull the market a certain kind of way, a lot of people could be targeted. A lot of people could run Airbnbs or you know LGBT hostels, but it's just that the idea is not there because people aren't doing the research to say that these things are actually needed. Um, I I get requests all the time. Um, I do get probably more. In, during the summertime and like the, the, the carnival weeks and months opposed to other seasons. Um, but I, I try to balance it. Um, and when I do have like off, off season, I, as I said, I'm, I'm involved in so many other projects like with my marketing and social media for, cause I help to develop a lot of social media for a lot of boutique hotels and tour guides who have other platforms that they want to showcase to kind of help, you know, regenerate their um, business and their flow of things. Because the whole idea is to create uh, what we, what they probably call community tourism. It's not standardized per se. Everybody have a little shop and a little group and this man call like a one money, but there, there aren't like true networks of, 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 of people in that um, industry. And I think, um, for the three years that I've been doing this full time, I think that I've built a pretty decent network um, spanning from rental car to Airbnbs to boutique hotels, raftmen, um, um, craft people, people in in the craft market, and and I kind of just tied them all in for you know just one complete experience. So you're literally coming to Jamaica and seeing literally everything just based on when. You can't afford to, you know, but you'll definitely leave um, Do JA or Kingston Experience Stores, depending on the platform that you're booking through, feeling like you have felt and learned and, you know, spent time with a true Jamaican and walked away with an authentic experience that you could not pay for through any popular website. Wow. And I would, I'm so glad you talked about community tourism because it's one of my gripes as well. I remember when I stayed in Cambodia in 2017, no, 2017, yeah, it was 2017. I think, yeah, got it. You went, you on a tuk-tuk, the tuk-tuk know all of the, the attractions, them care about the attraction, them know the exact person for your jump on the boat and you could see the money spreading around. The, the system facilitated community members actively creating their own networks and benefiting from the tour. We were in similar benefiting from the tourism there. Sadly, this all-inclusive model, which excludes largely Jamaican-based um, businesses um, and Jamaican-owned businesses, I should say, for the Spanish-owned um, hotel chains, which we're going off, so, you know, me cracking at that, but that's a more for work stuff and the specific things that they provide there. But yeah, you, you don't, to provide that kind of authentic experience and we don't get to, as you say, benefit from the broader boom of tourism that is happening and it's really unfortunate, but it's yeah. equal great that you are also cognizant of that and building a business model um, that incorporates that. And I think that's also very commendable from the broader social perspective as well. Yeah. Wow. But that's is, is the focus for real. Um, you know, once more, my, the theme that I have that just always revolves in my head is regeneration, just kind of creating just like amazingness from things that we once thought was dead, you know? Nice. Damn. Don't know some, don't it. <laughs> One more if I say. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I have no more questions, so we can do the sign off now. But well, before we do that, where can prospective clients find you? Okay, well, I'm on Instagram and um, Twitter. So right now, for, for a lot of people who aren't willing to kind of openly engage, I know everybody has a ghost Twitter account. <laughs> I see them. <laughs> but, you know, I, I welcome every and anybody to, to you know, tell your friends if you know anybody traveling to Jamaica that needs travel assistance. 
um, if they're looking for touring experiences, and if they're looking for uh, accommodation, there's a budget for everybody. Um, there, you know, those who want to go to a hostel, opposed to who wants to go to, you know, an all-inclusive, we provide the information and the access and, and the touring experiences for um, all those kind of people. Groups upwards of um, 15. You want to kill me with no more than that? I'm kidding. <laughs> but groups of 15 um, definitely are, are welcomed as well. Families, couples. Um, and through Instagram, there's a link in the bio. Um, <clears throat> sorry, link in the bio. Uh, on Instagram that you can sign up and register for the type of tour, the type of experience that you're looking for. And you can also engage with us on Twitter, you know, and you can see the content, you can see the tour. I post a lot of engaging stuff um, that I do um, while on tour. And because I do a lot of scouting as well. I, I go out every day, most days on the weekend as well, and find different spots, speak to the different owners and get their, their feel, kind of feel them out to see what they're like, go there and be my best self in my mm-hmm. low ride, you know, my tights and such. And just kind of feel out the vibe to be like, hmm, bring one group of a kind of thing. And that kind of helps me, you know, to kind of create even more and more experiences for different types of people. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Can you just remind us of your handle for Twitter and uh, Instagram, just so our, all the listeners have it? Sure. So um, my parent company is Kingston Experience Tours um, and the club do ja don't understand don't enter it's do ja vacation club on instagram and on twitter it's dude underscore ja okay perfect and we will be sure to tag you once the the teaser comes out uh, and the episode comes out as well for that matter i appreciate it guys i appreciate Uh, it so much yeah well no thank you for finding time to speak with us today this has been a very informative at least for me anyway uh, (laughs) and it may very well be possible that i'd be able to touch (laughs) at some point yes cornell (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely. we'll take the entire group (laughs) awesome awesome thanks all right so that's it for another episode of the fish deep podcast thank you for joining us as usual you can find us at fish deep podcast on instagram twitter and facebook we are still always uh, willing and ready to hear your comments, suggestions, all the feedback that you have for us in terms of the episodes. So please reach out to us at fishdeeppodcasts at gmail.com. And we will see you next week with another one. Bang. <laughs> We're going right with Stay Sophisticated. We have Rush. sorry. <laughs> Say that, give me it still. All right, Stay Sophisticated. You can't call him so fish to get up. Bye. Bye.